Blog Talk Radio. with your boy honestly and truly you would uh, subscribe to the fat cat show network on youtube y'all show your love definitely and like i said uh you can at all the above platforms that you can catch me on that's stitcher that's uh itunes that's TuneIn radio that's spotify uh deezer uh blog talk radio and iheart radio y'all show your love definitely uh show your love but we're going to have a real good show tonight. I, I just want to know how everybody is doing out there. And uh, I hope everybody is doing good. You know, we've been having we've been having a, a decent weather out here. I think it's it's been uh, days where it hasn't been too hot or too cold. And I, and I like it like that. So um, everything seems real good. But, um, but I'm just thankful to, to be here. I enjoy the... Nice little day today. Me and wife got a chance to go out, and um, we woke up this morning. And uh, good thing our kids are old enough to kind of like um, stay at the crib a little bit by themselves and stuff like that. So me and the wife got out, and um, my wife has a regimen that she likes to do. She likes to go to uh, Tim Hortons and grab her a little coffee. And I don't see how people drink coffee when it's hot. I, you know, when it's hot outside, I, I don't. I don't get that uh personally i think it's kind of weird but um but hey to eat on uh she got her coffee i got me a, a strawberry banana smoothie and uh we did a little drive and of course um we in the process of moving and so that's why the shows are kind of like um spread out here and there and I'm, when we get to the new place i'm gonna have to be able to set up all this equipment and stuff so we can get the shows popping so i'm thinking um just hoping that everybody just bear with me for a minute while um, uh, I get all of this stuff lined up. 
So, but anyway, like I start to show off all the time, we want to wish those with birthdays happy birthday. Amen. Thank you. And just like we got life, we got death. And um, we've been losing quite a bit of people um, over this uh, this pandemic time and all that. Real young people. Um, I don't. I know. I lost a couple of people I don't went to school with, and, and uh, some close family members and all that. But we do give our heartfelt condolences to those who may have lost people. And uh, it's never an easy time to deal with with loss. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 part of life, and we got to go through it. And I I just had this kind of like talk with my daughter, as far as you know, um, you know, because girl, look, young girls could be sensitive. My daughter is a an eleven year old, you know, and she's a she's a, somewhat of a daddy's girl, but she's kind of like in between daddy, mama, you know. But you know, she gets sensitive about a lot of things, and and I had to try to break life down to her and stuff like that. And um, but it's never it's never easy. I think you gotta be as honest as you can with your kids when you when you explain a life to them because in our generation coming up, we had our parents lied a lot to us. You know, not not maliciously, but they kind of uh, said things that uh, to kind of like keep our our innocence and our youth. And I think um, in some ways it kind of hurt us, you know, in, in other ways it did us a good favor. But I always try to, like, this is a different time and a different season in dealing with kids. So I want to be a little bit different as far as um, explaining things to my kids and stuff. I want to be honest stuff because if you, if you shook up things, well, your kids going to grow up and they're going to do what they want to do anyway. But but I want to be as honest as possible with my kids as far I got three kids. One is grown and, you know, two is on their way. So, but I just want to make sure they in the best position that they can be in and they not out here naive. And I think that's the best uh, gift besides God that you can give them. So um, anyway, talking about kids, I, I want to get into um, a relationship uh, wise with, when you have young kids, like my kids at home right now, 13 and 11. And, uh, you know, me and my wife right now, even through the pandemic, my wife works from home. And, you know, and probably our, our schedules are, are we, we're very family orientated based. And, and you know, it's hard to kind of like uh, keep up with this thing. Just say if you got uh, kids, my kids' age, and it's hard to keep up uh, 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 maintenance in your relationship, if you know what I mean. That's, that's you know, um, fulfilling, you know, your sexual obligations to your mate. And so it's it's more like with our kids being home twenty four seven, they don't they don't go nowhere. You know, of course we don't. You know, we always kind of been somewhat somewhat protective of our kids so they stay home all the time if they're not going over to their uh their nana's house my mother or my wife's uh mother's house then um 
they pretty much are going anywhere. So um, the hardest thing right now is kind of like when you got kids that age, and when you and your your loved one want to want to you know engage in sexual activity, you know how do you manage that? You know that's that's the question for um, a lot of people out there who I know most of my audience probably are people that have kids that are grown and are out the house, but how do you manage uh, your sex life to have a healthy sex life and have kids like still school age and, and at home? How do you handle that? You know what I'm saying? I know most people will say, will say, Hey, we, we do this at nighttime when all the kids are asleep and, and stuff like that. Cause this, because sex is re- very, very important to a relationship. So you know, and we we try as much as we can because we are we have very busy, busy, busy schedules. But we try to make all make sure we always have time uh, for each other. But um, the hardest thing is like um, is making sure the kids are in position or something when when me and um, my wife wants to, you know. Uh, do the Marvin Gaye, but it's like um, it, it, it's hard because we have kids that that um, that are pop up at any time and stuff like that, and um, of course that the house that we we have right now, everything is on the same floor. Everything is on the same floor and all of this, this and that, and um. And these kids are just, they just everywhere. You know, uh, they have a tendency of, even if they go to sleep, they might pop up at two or something in the, in the morning. And, and you know, uh, we still have a, a daughter that's, that might, that might, you know, have some, a nightmare or something, want to sleep between mommy and daddy and stuff like that. So it's, um, it's rough. So how do you, how do you uh, manage your your sex life with your loved one when you have young kids? That's the question. And if you want to respond to any of this, that number is 646-564-9728. Um, press 1 if you want to comment. Because a lot of times, you know, I have to, you know, as, as, as much as I I I, I want to, engage in that with my wife sometimes i have to yield because of the kids you know what i'm saying that it's it's a hard thing to to uh kind of like yield to that thing where where when you got your kids always around and just you know blah 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 sometimes we gotta you know and it might sound hypocritical because um you know i'm not ready for my kids to quite well my 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 young boy he thirteen thirteen, so it's a about that conversation with him. But it's all always like, how do you break that thing down to, him, you know, at this age? What what was your kid's age when you started talking to them about sex? You know, when will you start talking? What is the appropriate age where you start talking to your kids about sex? That's that's the question. Um, you can feel free to comment below, or like I said, um, 
That number is 646-564-9728. Press 1 if you want to comment. Hopefully my phone lines are together but we want to um we want to definitely uh uh see what um the masses have to say today because i know um sometimes uh some people be so busy that they don't don't get to you know release themselves or, or you know take your business like that because it's all uh family oriented oriented is coming up I never caught my, you know, like I said, my grandparents were like my parents, and I never caught them doing anything like that. Never caught them. You know how some people will tell horror stories of, oh, I walked in on my mom and my dad, and ooh, you know what I'm saying? I never, that never was the case with me. I never, you know, and, and you know, I, I never thought about that till till late. Like, wow, I ain't never catch them. Uh, doing anything like that, you know? So, I don't know. Um, what about you out there? Anybody, um, what is the appropriate age that you will start talking to your kids about sex? I'm going to give it um, one more shot, and that, that number is 646-564-9728. Press 1 if you want. To comment, but anyway, I want to go to um, my next topic, and that's Black Mount Rushmore. What black leaders would you place on it? And and I want to. I, I, I thought about this a lot, and um, well, I I didn't get it. I didn't really get a chance to think it through because I want to give a a fresh answer. I didn't want nothing that was staged or or anything. I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna give you five black leaders that that to you in your lifetime that you got to study or observe to put on there. And then I'm gonna give you one then I'm gonna give you one that uh in, personally in your life, you know, a black figure that you could put personally in your life uh on the Mount Rushmore. Um and and I'm gonna go with the um with five influential people, black people, um uh, first that should go on my Mount Rushmore. Uh number one, I think these two, the first two that I'm about to present are just the default. Of course, um uh Martin Luther King, of course. He has to go on that Mount Rushmore. He's one of the most influential um, blacks at all the time. When you think um, uh, black history, uh, Martin Luther King, you can't mention black history without uh, mentioning Martin Luther King. And so, um, of course, uh, the first national holiday, uh, black man to get a national holiday, Martin Luther King. And I think for uh, for centuries on uh, – well, if the world stand that long, uh, decades or, or years to come, that uh, kids are going to constantly know about uh, Martin Luther King. My kids know about him now and all of that. I think that's going to be one that uh, uh, keeps coming up. And my second one would have to go to Barack Obama. 
you know, becoming the first black president. Um, and that's by default. Not that I um, really, really and truly, uh, he was a disappointment to me simply because I thought he could have did a lot more with these police killings, you know, addressing uh, black issues and um, in his term. He could have did something, but um, I think that that was the disappointing part about about it. But of course, he made history of being the first black president, so we have to respect that from him. And so, I will put him on that Mount Rushmore. Um, my next, uh, I would uh, definitely put Malcolm X. Malcolm X up there. I definitely uh, liked him. Um, wait, wait, let me backtrack. Marcus Garvey. I'm putting both of them. Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey. Um, Marcus Garvey was trying to um, uh, build black wealth. I think um, he was was talking about um, establishing black banks and a black financial institution, and he he was he was fearless. And if it wasn't for J. Edgar Hoover and all this other stuff, I think uh, people like him would have definitely um, made some things get some things popping. But they always put another black um, in the place to kind of knock uh, another black man off their pedestal. And so um, my last one would definitely be, I have to make it a woman, and I would have to go with Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, uh, she was very important to uh, the slaves and the black movement and stuff like that. And I think she's the most, one of the most influential women, black women in African-American history. So I definitely uh, appreciate that. I, I I love the movie. I love watching the movie, and I love watching her documentaries. And for her to be that bold and brave in what she did, you know, in taking leadership, um, that was definitely um, a, a plus for me. So, um, what are you, what are your? Um, wait, I got one more, and that's the personal, um, personal Mount Rushmore figure to put on the wall. If I could do that. I would have to chisel a two-headed monster to put on my um, a two-headed monster to put on my um, Mount Rushmore, and that would be my grandparents, uh, Pastor Arby friend and uh, and First Lady Ethel friend. They were very influential in in me becoming who I am now, and I'm and I'm thankful for uh, my grandparents. I would definitely put them on my Mount Rushmore. They put the spirituality in me. They gave me my knowledge of God and it, it made me a better uh, individual. And now that I became a minister, I see, I see my steps. So definitely that's my, my uh, Mount Rushmore. What about yours? That, that whoever is uh, still in the room, what is, what are your Mount Rushmores? I, I just, I'm curious, you know, I know it got to be somebody in here that that uh that got 
a Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore figure, black Mount Rushmore figures in your life. But um, if you don't, just um, just you could post them later, and uh, we'll take a look at it, and um, we'll go from there. But uh, I know I got this is a this is a late show. I normally don't do shows this late, especially on Saturday. But I slept a good part of the day. I was up and um. I got up in the middle. I watched, caught some basketball games and all that stuff, and and I watched uh, the Tigers game. It was, you know, pretty good today. And um, I was a little bit tired. I'm still packing in the middle of packing and stuff like that. But um, everything everything was all good. But um, right quick, I want to I want to go into this next segment before I go into. Um, uh, our main topic for today, and um, the main topic for today—I mean, not the main topic. Uh, our uh, subtopic was uh, the twin YouTubers in trouble for uh, the bank robbery uh, prank. I don't know if you'll be able to uh, go to YouTube and watch this again, but I watched it, and I remember thinking to myself because uh, I think they took it down from YouTube. Um, these guys in this prank, they went to, uh, they were in this, uh, this Jeep or truck or something. And they had black mask. They was dressed in all black, like bank robbers. They had their mask on, uh, fake, fake guns and their bag full of money. Like they had just robbed the bank and they pulled into this, uh, I think it was a, excuse me, a Taco Bell and, um, went and they ordered some food and they and the girl gave them um get you know gave them a price and they reached into the bag of money like they, they had it all scattered around the the thing and they um and they took from the uh bill fold and paid the girl and told her to keep the change and it got them in trouble with the cops but before I go into it I want you to uh look at this video it it explains it a little bit more clear but uh, check the video out. YouTube stars the Stokes twins have been charged in connection with bank robbery pranks. Brothers Alan Stokes and Alex Stokes, known as the Stokes twins to their nearly 5 million YouTube subscribers, are facing false imprisonment charges in connection to two fake bank robberies. Their popular YouTube channel often features videos of the pair pranking their friends and other social media challenges. The Orange County District Attorney's Office announced via a press release on Wednesday, August 5th, that the 23-year-olds were each charged with one felony count of false imprisonment affected by violence, menace, fraud, or deceit, and one misdemeanor count of falsely reporting an emergency in connection with the October 15, 2019 pranks. According to authorities, Alan and Alex were dressed in all black, wearing ski masks, and carrying duffel bags full of cash, pretended they had just robbed a bank and called an Uber. The incident was allegedly being filmed by their videographer. When the twins got into the vehicle, authorities claimed the Uber driver, who was unaware of the prank, refused to drive. A bystander witnessed this, believing the two men had just robbed the bank and were attempting to carjack the Uber driver. Irvine police arrived and ordered the Uber driver out at gunpoint. He was released after police determined he was not involved, authorities add. Police issued a warning to the Stokes brothers about the dangers of their conduct and let them go. Only four hours later, the Stokes twins allegedly performed a similar prank on the campus of the University of California, Irvine. 
These are not pranks, Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer said in a statement. These are crimes that could have resulted in someone getting seriously injured or even killed. Law enforcement officers are sworn to protect the public, and when someone calls 911 to report an active bank robbery, they are going to respond to protect lives. Instead, what they found was some kind of twisted attempt to gain popularity on the internet by unnecessarily putting members of the public and police officers in danger. Alan and Alex face up to four years in state prison if convicted on all charges. They have yet to comment publicly. Well, getting back, um, back, I think, um, yeah, these are these are some young guys, and uh, I think uh, once this viral sensation type stuff and social media um, uh, started getting involved, and you know, started advancing and stuff, I think uh, they pretty much knew what would be the result because you know that people are trying to be famous. People are trying to do things to go viral and get famous and make a name for themselves. And these YouTubers out here are making so much money. So I can't, I don't see why uh, this is, this is so surprising to um, to law enforcement and stuff like that, that, um, these kids are doing so. I mean, I remember they had that prank. Well, I ain't gonna call it prank. I call it playing stupidity, where they was doing a knockout game as far as um trying to go viral. I don't know who made it made it seem that this was uh, something pretty uh, good to do, you know. And they was knocking out old people and stuff like that. And I think uh, society set this thing up. You know, for kids wanting to be to go viral, so they they're stupid any level to go viral, and um, but I think the charge behind this they're 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 really reaching, and I think what they're saying, the reason why they're charging it because uh, it's set up for another bank uh, real bank robbery to happen, but but these are these are kids. You know, these are young people, and you expect young people to make stupid, stupid, stupid mistakes. But I think when they said they gave them, um, they gave them a, a warning the first time they did it, and they turned around and did it again. That's that's what's in question right there. And I think really they probably didn't see the the uh, seriousness of the situation and. Um, and probably you know the the you, you just don't know the kids uh they have they their own minds with certain things but um i i don't think that these boys need to do uh four years in state prison for they, they didn't cause no harm or no foul so i think you know this this is just reaching they they're really really Reaching for something to uh, lock these young men up, but um, I I I mean, but YouTube man, we got people are really, really, really making money off of YouTube, and I think I think that puts more pressure on you know uh, people to do things. Yeah, I mean, they had a video on Netflix where they had the where no a documentary where they had the top YouTubers. 
and then how much these people are making per video. So, I mean, just imagine not having to work, really work a nine to five, but you just put together a production team and y'all just come up with, with video stunts and you, and this is your job. You know, you getting paid to, to just, uh, YouTube, just place videos on YouTube and you, you seeing is, is really paving the way for like comedians that, um, they don't have to do things the hard way no more or, um, artists period. All you have to do is put your, your stuff on the YouTube platform, you know? And so I'm, I'm seeing you, of course, we've been seeing uh soldier boy blew up from YouTube uh, a lot of people did. DC Young Fly blew up uh, um, from YouTube, and it's a lot of uh, people. We got a guy now, Big John, and his uh, crew blowing up. And, you know, some shows are becoming legendary on YouTube. You know, you can go in there and look at Wild and Out. Wild and Out is uh, blowing up real big. It was It's already big on TV, but YouTube, is they a sensation on there. And, you know, even me, you know, being – being a little bit older than the generation, I like to watch uh, Wallin' Out. And it's, I think um, that's one of the things they're trying to uh, steal from Nick. You know, he done came up with, he done built that um, that brand and that concept, and I think they really are trying to uh, take that from him. So I don't know. But what do you think? If you got any comments or, or you know, you can write them below or, or you can call me at, Six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. Press one if you want to comment. Um, comments will be read and, uh, and appreciated. Also, um, I don't know what what people are doing out there right now. I know it's uh it's pretty late. I'm supposed to be in the bed because I know I got to get up in the morning. And you know, as I said, I'm a minister. You know, and I and you know at the bring the word and, and do that all in, in the morning and Sunday school and everything. So, but anyway, um, I want to get into our main, 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 main topic of today. And that's a 50, 50 love. This is funny because, um, I was just talking with my wife about, um, the 50, 50 love theory. And um, not that it applies to everyone. I'm not saying this doesn't apply to... Uh, no, matter of fact, I'm not saying it's a bad thing all the time. Because I always think that that someone is always going to love the other a little bit more. A uh, little bit more than, you know, each other do. You... I don't know if I explained that right or said it right because it sounds confusing, but I believe that that either your mate is going to love you a little bit more than you love him or or you're going to love him a little bit more than you know than he loves you. I think it could work vice versa. And I think, you know, I was telling my wife you know, like I told my daughter, I said, no one, no one is going to love you like you love yourself. I think we, when we in relationships, we set high expectations for 
ourselves. We want somebody to love us just as much as we love ourselves. Um, and I think that that's where the problem begins because you put too much expectation on a person and you expect them to be a certain way all the time. And then that when that person doesn't meet your expectation, then you you consider them to be a failure. And um, we have to we have to start accepting uh, people for who they are. And I think um, the 50-50 rule isn't, isn't uh, a bad thing all the time because I just think uh, certain situations, um, uh, certain people are not, you know, just because you want it, you want it don't mean that that's what they are. You can't make that person be uh, who you want them to be. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say you might be into uh, public sex or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You may be to, into public affection. I'll go that, that route. That person might not be into that. That person might not be, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, like the song said, what you won't do, do for love. But some people, love makes take some people out of their comfort zone and their boundary and they'll they'll kiss you out in public and all that stuff like that and it wouldn't be no it wouldn't be no problem with them but some people are just who they are you know and and no matter whether they in love with you or not you know they they just not gonna do that uh and that's why i say it's not a it's it's not a um a bad thing with 50-50, but also there is a negative side to 50-50 because some people are just selfish people. Some people are never, or aren't never used to being in a relationship. So they don't know how to uh, give of themselves. They don't know how to share. And so you will run into that where, where they don't mind you doing for them, but they don't want to give of themselves, you know, you know, and maybe it's because they never had nothing in their lives, and they and 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 they don't want nothing taken away from them. They might feel, you know, they might be real possessive of, of certain things, and so um, that's why I said it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, uh, well, it, that's the negative side of uh, the fifty-fifty rule too. And I, I want to know what uh, everybody else thinks out there like i said you can comment below or you can uh call us at 646-564-9728 and uh press one if you want your uh your comments heard on the fat cat show and once again also uh, you can go to the fat cat show network and uh subscribe I only have 51 subscribers, y'all. I need more than that. I need uh, I need y'all to uh, help build this brand. But anyway, um, the 50-50 love rule. I think I, I just I, I just think um, love love would never be all the way even all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's certain people certain people are willing to go the extra mile for their mate and some people are 
you know, they don't value, they, they love to be in relationships, but they don't value uh, relationships like their mate do. You know, like somebody might uh, be into, get into the relationship and they'd be like, well, I've been in several of these before, so uh, this is nothing to me. I love you. I love you, but I just don't value relationships like that. Some people might say, hey, um, some people might say, hey, this thing right here is nice. Excuse me. Um, this thing right here is nice, but hey, this is this is this isn't a biggie to me. This isn't, you know, it's not nothing big. And then the other person might be like, they might worship the ground you walk on. Oh, I I, I love you. I just, you know, I, I cherish you. I want to be with you every single second, every single hour, you know. And they might worship the ground you walk on, but that but the the other person may not. Uh, feel that way, you know. And I always think of that line on a uh, slick Rick teenage love. Uh, you love them too much, and they don't love you anymore. I always think of that. Think of that line, but I think most of the time, um, especially in fresh relationships, you have to give a person a, a, the space and the time to to grow. You know what I'm saying? You got to give them that space and that time to grow. I didn't know what me and my wife would turn out to be. Honestly, when uh, me and her first started dating, I didn't know uh, that we would, that now I look up and say, uh, we've been together 14 years, 14 years, but we, we've been married 11 now, 11 years. And so, but in the beginning, I didn't see that. You know what I'm saying? But it took a lot of um, sacrifice. It took a lot of giving. It took, you know, it just, it just took a lot of trust and building, you know, and, and here we are, you know what I'm saying? I know my wife, I know my wife loved me and I love my wife. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I think I couldn't have picked a better mate, but you know, um, sometimes do we, do we kind of step on each other's feelings? I think that happened all the time, you know, in relationships. Sometimes we, uh, um, you know, because life, life happens, you know, and the more you be around a person and stuff like that, the more they get on your nerves, the more, you know, we have our moments and stuff, everything ain't perfect, but, but overall, we know that we love each other, you know, and that's the, and that's the major, the, the main thing that we, uh, that we care about, a 50-50 love. Fifty fifty. I'm I'm I forget that other rule. What movie was that? The I think it was what sixty forty. I forgot the sixty forty rule. What 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 that was? I don't think I even nailed that that rule down. Uh, the sixty forty. If somebody um is watching, watching uh, and you want to call in and uh, break that that down to me the sixty forty rule and what movie that was? I think it was um. Oh, I can't. I can't even think of the movie at this point, because I'm. I'm not into um, those type of movies, really. I just heard people talking uh, talking about this, but I'm not really into that. I'm into the gangster movies. I'm into uh, horror movies and stuff like that. But all this love stuff, this fictional love, 
love stuff that they make up right now is is it's different because the women women are t- definitely different than than they portray them on the movies or something like that. These women are not the gone with the wind uh, type women that that men could just uh, bully and, t- and and smack and. They do all that curl up type stuff. Women are not like that no more. Women are 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 apex predators now. You know they they don't give a damn. They'll break a man heart in a, in a heartbeat. This is nothing to them. So um, definitely, uh, I don't know. I, I hate talking to myself, and I know it's somebody out there listening. Uh, and if you got any comment on on that, we got nineteen. Uh, more minutes, you know, and you got time to give us a call, and that number is 646-564-9728, press 1, if you want to comment. But 5050 loves. I don't know. Um, I, re- I really don't know um, what to what to really uh say with with most people uh with this rule i just think if you're not ready to be even close to the the 50 50 what what do i think most relationships are are i think some people probably uh give about 45 percent 45 percent some people probably uh even lower than that, thirty for the average average. And it's like I said, and it might not even be all that bad. I think our our wants are too much. I think we expect people to to view the relationship like we view it, you know. And I think that's um, one of the things that that kind of causes uh, rifts within uh, the relationship. We always expect our views to be uh the views of others and i think that's that's where the breakdown of the relationship is i'm trying to see who um if i'm getting because sometimes uh comments and stuff don't come up properly i'm trying to make sure i'm not missing any uh comments from anybody but like I said, if you if you are listening on Blog Talk Radio, uh, you can hit me up at six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. Press one if you want to comment. I'm um I'm trying to find myself on here. Um, bear with me, right quick. We got sixteen more minutes. 16 more minutes. And um I don't know, have you ever been in a relationship where you where you it seemed like you wasn't given given that love that you gave back? Have you ever been in that type of situation? I've been in that type of situation plenty of times. Um where I don't know. I I guess if you go in kind of like Feeling you a little bit out of your league, and I think um, people kind of like sense it. Then you know, I think it's always 
going to be that person. Either you're going to be that person that's going to be the dominant head in the relationship or you're going to be that person that gets walked on in the relationship. Not saying that everybody is is looking to walk on you, but it's definitely um, uh, somebody has to be the don of the relationship. And I think um, usually... Usually that Don person is that one that's that's gonna give less of that fifty fifty because they feel like they got things in uh in control. And I think in when we look at different areas of the relationship, um maybe a person isn't as loving as you are. Maybe they don't like hugging all the time maybe they don't like to cuddle maybe maybe you know what i'm saying and you may be viewing that as that person don't love you and maybe that's just not the person they are you know and some people are sensitive about this stuff but usually men don't we don't we don't complain about things like that you know well that'd be the mama's boy dudes that that kind of complain about stuff like that I'm sorry, y'all. I'm um, taking these little Coca-Cola um, mints. They're pretty good right here. But um, I ain't advertising because they, they, they ain't making me no sponsor. So. Um, but, but anyway, it's... it's um, it, yeah, that, that, that 50-50 love thing, we got to be careful. Let that person be who they are. I'm going to tell you something. In the beginning... My wife, um, she didn't do a lot of talking. And um, I pretty much thought maybe um, maybe she wasn't interested or maybe, I don't know. Maybe I was just um, the guy that she wanted to chill with just chill with and um you be with in, in in another matter you know and so i got to talking to her and i'm like um love why um why you don't talk a lot what's up with that you know because i'm a talker i like to talk i'm like i want i want to know what you're about i want to see what what's happening and but the minute i said that and over time, she, she transferred form to somebody totally different, and um, and now I can't get her to shut up, you know. But I think I think if I would have panicked on the fact that she didn't she didn't talk, and I would have went into that mode thinking that um, she didn't talk because she didn't like me, because sometimes we can overthink or talk our way out of a relationship because we, we overthinking it. Just relax and and let that relationship work itself out. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to break down these mints. Um, but um, I learned since, since I started ministering and preaching on Sundays that I have this thing once I um talking 
that my mouth get dry and I um like my throat almost felt like sandpaper or something. And um somebody told me a trick a mister told me a trick about um sucking on some mints and stuff like that. So that's why I'm um doing that. Because my throat be real dry when I when I'm preaching on Sundays. So I don't know. But anyway, um for I'm I'm still waiting on somebody out there that 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 know what I'm talking about. I know it's I know it's somebody up um and we got what, eleven something minutes left and your boy your boy is close to bedtime. I did this show simply because uh, I took my nap and I was trying to get back sleepy, and uh, and so I said, let me go on and set this up and and engage the people and see what they think. You know, that fifty fifty love thing came to me just off a conversation with my wife, and we uh and 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 I thought about that. You know what I'm saying? We I know a a, a couple that that is going through the quote unquote fifty fifty thing right now. And I and it's it you know, the person felt like uh felt like they I ain't gonna say nothing because I don't want them to think I'm talking about. But anyway, we gotta we gotta what, ten minutes? Ten minutes? And I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a scenario with me where um where I was in the fifty-fifty, you know. Well, I can't call this a fifty-fifty. I just call this a um, relationship. The person really didn't want to want to uh, be be with me. You know what I'm saying? I think we all. I think the the thing that people uh, most don't want to deal with is just rejection you know i think everybody that went through rejection in their life somehow in their life you was always you wasn't always the the top dog to everybody you you had your your letdowns in life you know that that one person you might have wanted to be with and that person just didn't see you in in the matter that you saw them and we all little do we want to recognize or not but that's always uh the case uh Sometimes with some people, I hear I hear people do that bragging. I ain't never been rejected. Use a lie. Use a lie. You've been rejected at some point in your life. We all know. We all know success. We all know disappointments. We all know acceptance, and we all know rejection. So cut it out. If anybody wants to um, uh, talk about that, we got eight minutes. On on this fifty fifty love topic, do you think that um, all relationships are fifty fifty, or is it necessary to have a fifty fifty love for a relationship to survive? Uh, what do you think about that? Um, that number is six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. Press one if you want to comment. I know, sure. I want I want somebody that love love me more than I. Well, my wife do. She loves me. I know my wife. 
My wife loves me big time. And I, I'm glad that I, I fell into it. And I'm surprised because I thought, I thought I wasn't really, because of my past, I thought I wasn't really worthy of it. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I thought I would have to pay for um, a lot of my past sin transgression. You know, but um, but God has definitely put the right uh, woman in my life, and uh, we working it out. Won't he do it? But uh, that's that's definitely a, a, a plus for me. But um, once again, like I said, uh, feel free to comment in the lower box or hit us at 646-564-9728. Press 1 if you want to comment. Definitely as the as the time ticks down, um, um, hey, it is what it is. But um, I'm definitely um, glad that I went through the um, the bad experiences in my life because um, in relationships because it prepared me more to deal with parts of my relationship. It built me. It uh, built a certain character in me to be able to because I remember I was saying dumb stuff like. Man, never again. I would never give a chick my heart. I was saying all this type of dumb stuff, you know, but that was me being young and stupid, young and dumb. And and it, had I not opened up my heart and stuff to my wife, I wouldn't be here right now, you know. Um, this is my this is my longest relationship, you know. Um, I've been engaged before, but I, but this is my first marriage. And so um, I always wanted to be in a relationship, but I always didn't feel like um, the, fit, the 50-50 thing came into play. I can't accept um, anything um, below the standards, you know, I think um I have I have a very big heart and I think I have a lot to offer um especially if with with a good woman like my wife you know I ain't the best I may not be the best I may not be a one all the time but I'm not a bad person not a bad man so I try to be um, the best husband that I could be, the best father that I can be, and all that, you know. And I always, um, I'm the kind that I, I, I rub my wife's feet, you know. I try to, I try to do that. And I watch, I grew up watching my grandparents as the the um, longest couple that I seen married. They were married for almost 70 years. And I got a chance to watch them in the process, you know. My grandfather was like, he wasn't an affectionate type dude, but he loved his wife and he loved his family. And that's what I took 
out of um out of that with that relationship. My grandmother was always an affectionate type person. She um she taught me love. You know, she taught me that love and she she gave it to me and 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 definitely I share that whatever is given to me I always share it. And so I share that with my wife and my um my wife and my um kids. But, you know, one funny thing is they sound weird to you. My grandmother, even though uh, my grandfather didn't allow her, like, she didn't work. She was she was a home uh, wife. She was a housewife. But that was working within itself. That was hard work. And my grandmother, she would bust her butt in the house all the time. She would bust, bust her butt to do work in the house. And she would, um, and I would always go. Go make sure that grandma, you know, always walking on her feet and stuff. I would always massage her feet. And that's how I learned how to massage feet. And my wife always say I miss my calling as far as uh, uh, being the masseuse. But she, she don't want my hands on nobody else. So, but anyway, y'all, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Fat Cat Show today. Um definitely uh be good out there be safe don't do nothing stupid you know if you find a good person in your life make sure that love is 50 50 matter of fact we're gonna raise the stakes we're gonna say 100 100 keep it 100 you know i know uh each each person have a part 50 50 equals 100 but we want to make sure we love are one not just 50 but 100 we want to keep it 100 but anyway um we got a, a minute or so left and um i hate when that lady do that but anyway we definitely uh appreciate everybody for tuning in that tuned in and um we'll catch everybody that's on periscope thanks for tuning um Catch everybody that's on uh, Twitter. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody on Instagram, everybody on Facebook, everybody that watched us and listens on iHeart, DVD, uh, Spotify, all the above uh, platforms. Um, thank you. And Facebook. I got 100 love for y'all. 100. I'm keeping it 100. But, um, once again, make sure y'all uh, subscribe to Fat Cat Show Network on uh, on YouTube. Show your love, y'all. Show your love. Keep it running. But anyway, y'all, we get ready to get up out of here. Peace. And I'm up out of here. <laughs>